time to get back to basics, reclaim your space and live a simple life as much as we possibly can. My name is Louise Hopkin and I believe that we can simplify our lives by letting go of stuff. Why? Because we have too much emotion connected to stuff and it consumes our lives. Join me as I share ideas, thoughts and steps on how to do this so you can get back to living in the moment and reconnecting with your loved ones. And welcome to the Inspiring Calm podcast hosted by myself, Louise Hopkin. And thank you so much for being here with me and spending some time and listening to how I can help inspire you to a more calm life. So today, what I wanted to talk about was, it was interesting, I had put a survey out there in the world, because I'm looking at creating a program for that will help you uh, create that life that you desire. And what I found really interesting was a lot of uh, common answers in there. And for me with organizing, I know I've explained it before, but I'm very much about the layers and getting to the reason and understanding and discovering why we're collecting clutter, why we feel like we are unable to keep up with the clutter, why we feel so overwhelmed with it. And it was a really common theme. And I noticed one was a question about minimalism. So I found that really, really interesting. Um, because it's something that excites me. So I wanted to chat about that today. And the question was, you know, basically, what does minimalism mean? What does it mean to be a minimalist? Now, I know we have the minimalists out there, and I do listen to them quite often. I love what they do. And um, I think it's really fantastic how they have started this movement of creating minimalists. However, I do feel that it's a little intimidating for people and we're kind of getting a little uh, confused or perhaps getting a little scared of the word, like I said, intimidated, right? Because minimalism, when you hear that and, you know, the the meaning is minimalist, so to have not much, Um, but really for me, when I think of it, it's, it's really I like to say it's fine tuning it. So you can still have stuff. You can still have interests. You can still have hobbies. You can still love stuff. So that's not the idea of it because for me, I love jackets. Um, I live in Calgary, which, you know, you need like 10 different jackets for all the different seasons we get. But I do really love to have quite a few different jackets um and we do still have our sports um we do our you know snowboarding skiing things like that but I think it really to me means fine-tuning it and really being um really being honed in if that's the right word to what our desires are and to what we really love and that is where it comes into it that can be that gray line where we start to kind of waver a little bit and we move over that line and we start collecting things for because for for pleasure for um 
uh, well, pleasure is good, you know, so I'm not saying not for pleasure, that's not the right word. So we start collecting things to substitute what we're feeling. So we find that we start attaching our emotions or we're missing something and we replace that by stuff. So that's another thing is like peeling back the layers and understanding why we do collect stuff and that's you know I've talked about it in episode one uh, two and three so that was a three-part series about reason so they're the top six reasons I see and that I've come to uh, why we collect clutter so the one is retail therapy emotions assigned time sentimental overwhelm no we can't say it so no, we can't say it could be a couple of things is what I put in that category. One is, you know, when that really well-meaning neighbor or, or family member comes up and drops off um, a box of toys that you don't really need, but they're like, you know, I thought you could do with this and here you go. And, and you're like, um, okay, thanks. But you don't really have the space for them or the need for them. So that is one um, when I say no, can't say it. The other is it kind of ties in, I guess, to retail therapy uh, and to the emotions. So it ties into all of them really is where you just can't say no to stuff. You can't say no to free stuff. You can't say no to shopping. It just, it fills that gap that you feel or that you have in perhaps in your heart, in your emotions, in your life. And so that's where we're trying to, sometimes we don't even know that that's really what we're doing, but we're trying to fill that hole. We're trying to make that, make ourselves happier with that, that thing. And then five minutes later or, or the next day, or it could be a week later, we start having that um, buyer's remorse and that high is gone because now the adrenaline's gone. You're like, I bought this item, that's great. Now I'm gonna put it in that pile and I have no place for it. So now it's actually causing me anxiety and um, uh, stress and overwhelm because it's adding to the clutter. So that's, you know, it really does tie in with, with the minimalism and we, minimalism means something different to everybody. We obviously have our own interests. We have our own desires. We have um, things that make us happy, that spark joy, if I say it. And um, that's where minimalism is kind of a, it's really a personal journey. And that's why I like helping people find and discover that journey and what makes them happy. And to really, you know, I say, go back to basics. What I mean by that is actually just go back to using, needing and buying what you need. You don't have to have an overabundance of stuff, you know, like 10 different items um, of this. So, so 10 items of the same thing, perhaps in different colors, um, because it's taking up space in your home and it's really causing you that stress. And that's where um, I create rules and guidelines that come into it. And that really helps you choose what you want to keep and what you want to donate. So it makes it that little bit easier. So it kind of creates 
it gives you some clarity among that chaos and you follow these rules and guidelines and then it's like okay great I have this in mind don't revert back to I'll just buy it because it makes me happy one of the rules is uh, do I have a need for it will I use it in the next six months and do I have a home for it so these are, um, that's probably three rules in there. But if you answer no to, to all three of those, then you know you don't need that item. And that's where that need comes in or that want. Because we think, if I have this, this is going to make me really happy. And it will make life easier. I'm thinking more kitchen gadgets when I think of that you know those latest things and I know I've talked about it before but um, they have the uh, the apple cores or the strawberry howlers is that the right way to say it um, those those items right I mean they're pretty useful I don't have any of those I find I really you know for me it just takes up more space in my kitchen I have a perfectly good knife that can do the same thing so I just use that but those those are the times when we need the rules when you know you're buying things because it's the excitement of finding a bargain because it's filling that hole that we talked about before then it's not really a valuable item okay and then what we need to do from there so that's that's a whole mindset shift if i say so that can be actually quite tough for people because you're so used to it. It's a habit that's been ingrained to you for, for many years, perhaps. And you're just used to switching to that and going, okay, I, I want to buy this item because it's a super good deal. I feel great about it. Well, this is free. So I'm going to take it. It's shifting that mindset to you know what? What, what would happen if I walked away and did not buy this item? what would happen if I got home and I didn't have this item? Is it going to change my whole world? No, probably not. Not really, if we're really honest, unless it's a really, uh, it could be, I guess, a vacuum cleaner, then yes, that'll change your world, um, or a TV. But I'm talking about those little things or, um, oh, sorry, or articles of clothing that you really don't need because you have a full closet back, you know, at home. But because you see this really pretty item, you're like, you know, I have to have this. So it's shifting that mindset to change to minimalism. So that's quite a big thing to do because as I said, it's something that you've done out of habit, out of routine, and you don't know how to change that. So how I help people do that is we actually look further into it and understanding the layers underneath. So it could be uh, due to a trauma and that you've had when you were younger. For me, I, I had, you know, a traumatic life and there were ups and downs. And for me, there were a lot of big ups and a lot of big downs. And, and it's taken me until now to really look into that and realize what it was all about. And I'm not attached to stuff, but I think the underlying factor there was I didn't think I was good enough or I didn't deserve the stuff. So that was a really big realization. And so that's kind of like a, a 360, I suppose, from what I'm sort of talking about is, 
however, what can happen is that when you face trauma in your life or you have, um, you know, something happened that pushes you towards, I need to buy stuff or I need to have stuff because it's my security blanket, then that's what happens with, uh, with trauma. It can actually lead to that attachment to stuff. So that's why I really love to help people understand and, and take a, you know, a really deep look into why they're collecting, how it's all coming into their house. And then we take uh, small steps because as I said, changing this mindset, it's a really big thing and creating new habits and routines. It does take, you know, a good three months, three, six months. It could even take longer and um, really depends on how tough or how difficult the change is and how open you are to it to because what we need to remember is, and what I what I do say is that it, it is hard. Uh, it's harder for uh, for others and for some than others, but the work is so worth it because at the end you're going to open yourself up. You're going to allow good things into your life because you have that block. Sorry, you no longer have that block. That block is gone. And so you're now going, okay, please, I, you know, I'm allowing in an abundance of success, uh, better relationships, and also uh, better health choices. So this all comes flowing in and it's, it's a different concept, I know, from what other organizers teach or from what we sort of talk about. But for me, that really resonates, I believe, as I said, you know, with the past trauma in my life, I thought I didn't deserve stuff. So I'm actually now working towards it's okay to buy items that I do love and to buy them every now and then. So I know that kind of sounds like it's contradicting, but I understand that struggle. I understand how that trauma in your life can really affect you and can be making those decisions for you subconsciously without you even realizing it. And then what happened for me is I went to this amazing, amazing program. Uh, I think it was about, gosh, two weeks ago now. So I went to this amazing program and I talked about my trauma and it really released though that, that block for me that I've been having for many, many years without me even really realizing it or without me wanting to admit it, I guess is probably the biggest thing. It was, it, was it hard? Yeah, it was, it was really hard. It was a struggle and it was emotionally draining. But once you get through that and you have the support, and this is why I love doing it is because I've, I've just recently done it myself in that area. And the weight just lifts off you. It's like this, you can smile again. You can feel the joy again. You can, as I say, release and let uh, good things come into your life again. And you have an abundance of success, which is massive, right? And when I say success, it doesn't have to be money success. It doesn't have to be uh, business success. It can just be 
you now have, uh, maybe you want to make changes in your life. Uh, perhaps you're not happy with your career where you're working right now. So you make a change there, or perhaps you have been wanting to ask for a promotion at work, or you've been wanting to go to ask for, um, you know, to go down to three days a week at work. And you were too afraid to ask for that before. And now you're like, you know what? This is what I want. This would make me so happy. So then you go ahead and you ask for it. That is a success, right? That is creating success. And realizing what makes you happy and really opening yourself up to that. It is massive. It really is. And that's when thing good things start to come good things start to flow so that was my experience recently too and that's why I realized how much it integrates into what I do and how I help my clients I really do see the difference I see I literally do see the weight lifting from them and I know that it sounds kind of hard to picture but I really do. And I could feel it on myself when it happened. But when you see someone, you've probably come across it yourself before, I, I think, you know, if you've come through um, and you see someone, if you've helped someone, you said, hey, I can help you move. Uh, that's a huge one, right? I can help you pack or something like that. And you literally can just see them, the shoulders drop, right? And it's like, and the chest opens up again and the head comes up and it's like, oh. So I've seen that quite often with my clients. I, I feel it and I can see it. And that is when they're opening up to, to allowing good things to come and happen. And that's what I really love about it. So uh, I, I guess I kind of gone off track with uh, my minimalism, but not really. It, it's a whole big picture. And that's why I get really excited about it because, and, and, as you can tell, I'm kind of like, I could go on and on about this, but you know, I like to keep my podcast short and sweet because we're, I know we're all short for time, but creating a minimalist lifestyle doesn't have to be as scary and as stressful as we think. It goes down to, as I said, shifting that mindset, creating those routines and habits finding out your reason why you collect the, the clutter. And then, so it's really doing that work. Once you've done that work, it'll just get easier from there. And I'm always really, really open about that. I know it's, uh, it's tough. I did say that before. I know it's, it is tough. But once you've done that work, the reward is that you allow things to come into your life. And I think that is huge. And once we do that uh, mindset shift, and once we create those habits and routines, you'll find everything will flow so much easier. And the really, the other neat thing I love about it is that, you know, when life kind of goes skew-iffy, something happens and uh, you get sick or one of the kids gets sick, um, and it kind of throws you all out of uh, schedule, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, because it, you had all these things planned. 
However, if you have systems and routines in place prior, or you've been keeping up with them, if something like that happens for a few days, then you can get back on track really, really quickly. And that's the beauty of it. Because have you ever found that, you know, something happens and it kind of gets a bit screwy in your life, some, you know, some, some event happens and you're like, oh my gosh, and you have to drop your home life or, and you have to focus on this one thing, 110%. It's like, I have to focus. I have to deal with this right now. And what happens is then your home life, the rest of it just kind of gets forgotten about. And then it could start piling up, piling up, piling up. And then when you come back to uh, normality or things have calmed down a bit, you look at those piles and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't have time to do that. I'm not going to deal with that, right? So that's the other beauty of maintaining, right? So that's like habits and routine are what I call maintaining it. What we need to do is we need to find the habits and routines. Sorry, excuse me, my voice is going a bit creaky there. Um, we need to find the habits and routines as simple, they might be as simple as can be. Um, it could be, um, you know, when you come home from work, that you find a new place to hang your bag, your jacket, your key, your car keys go straight in your bag, um, or you have a hook for them. It, like just some small tweaks uh, that make a huge difference. It could be perhaps you are picking up your kids from daycare but then you switch and now your husband picks the kids up from daycare because you can start work earlier and then now he can finish uh, early. It gets a little confused there, but those are bigger changes and they will make a big difference too, but they can come gradually make a big change like that. But just start with the little habits and routines. So for a routine for, for me is really important is to make the bed every morning. I admit, I don't make it well. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's not like hotel grade bed making at all. Sometimes it's kind of like, I'll just pull the sheet and, and duvet up and just kind of make it look great. It, but it's the act of doing it that makes you feel really, really good. It's the act of like, okay, I'm preparing for the day. I'm ready for action. And if you happen to work from home or if you happen to be um, you know, at home during the day, you go past that bedroom and you see the bed made, it doesn't cause you stress because you can see it out of the corner of your eye. And it's like, oh, I really should make that bed, but uh, I've got something else to do. And you walk away, right? And if you do it straight away, you're like, oh, sorry, you're like, I'm done. I don't have to do anything with that. These are all kind of mindset changes and things that really do affect you more than we know sometimes and more that we give it credit. So that's why I think it's really, really important to start creating these habits and routines and then changing that mindset. And then that will get you to your minimalist lifestyle because you're only going to have what you need and you don't overspend or you don't over shop. That is the rules and guidelines that will help you uh, fine tune that part, right? 
So it it is a really, really big thing. It is a lot to take in, I know for sure. And this is how when I'm organizing with clients, we always have lots of great conversations. And this is how I help with that side of it, right? We don't just talk about, do you want this? Do you want not or not want this? Or do you want to donate this? And our conversations tend to go really deep and we get to know each other really well. It doesn't happen all the time and it doesn't need to for some, but when it does happen for people, it's it's really, really important and it's part of the process. So as I've said before, I'm not just an organizer that comes in and says, okay, you have to get rid of this. Like this has to be gone. That's not how I work. And that is not good for you. And it's not helpful for you as well. Because what's important to you is, is um, you know, it's, it's not always, I can't see that, or I don't know that. I don't know the story behind it, which is really quite often there's a story behind things and it's either a story of where it came from or a story of your past life of why you are struggling to let go of it. Finding out these details, really digging deep and getting to the the bottom of them, as I said before, can be really freeing and really releasing. So that's why I love doing what I do and really excited to be creating my two-day program that is going to incorporate a lot of these things. And I know at the end of it, it will be uh, that mindset, sh- mindset shift will happen and you'll have support while doing it and will understand what minimalism means to you and your family. As I said, it's always different. And we're going to create habits and routines that will be specialized and customized just for you. As I said, they could be simple habits and routines that you haven't thought of because you're involved in it every day. You see it every day. You do it every day. It becomes a habit. (laughs) And so, so sometimes having someone else to actually sort of, hey, say, hey, what if we just change this and this? You would save five minutes a day doing this. You would save 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. You add that up uh, over the week. That's like 35 minutes. I had to go the easy calculation there, the five times seven. Um, So that would be 35 minutes over the week. Which, you know, again, if you calculate that over the month, then the year, which is huge. So it could be those simple things that you just need a little bit of help with and some direction. And that's why I'm really, really excited to to create my program. And then um, I'm also moving into the coaching side of it. Again, very excited for that. As I said, I've been doing it for five years, um, helping in-house sessions. And it really does come with coaching as well with it. So when we do that coaching, it will be, you know, you've got everything built in with me. You've got the mindset shift, the the minimalist um, understanding and creating for you and your family. We do those habits and routines. We do rules and guidelines. Uh, We find out, discover your reason why. Remember, the reason was the six top reasons why we collect uh, clutter. So we go through those. 
And then, you know, a really important one I find is actually doing family buy-in. Family buy-in and help. That's huge for some of us. For some of us, that could be, you know, my family just doesn't listen to me. My family does not help. I'm really struggling with um, getting them on board with it, getting them to pick up after themselves. I'm struggling with having them release some of their stuff and it's taking up a lot of uh, space. So we deal with that and I'm your accountability partner. I am there for your support. I'm going to help you get through the times when you're probably going to throw up your hands and say, I can't deal with this and, and I don't want to deal with this. But I'm going to remind you of the rewards at the end of it and remind you that you're going to be able to bring in this abundant success uh, and make healthier relationships uh, with yourself, with your partner, with your friends, with your family. And I'm going to, and you're going to make great healthy life choices as well. So I know it's a whole lot and I'm really, really excited to, uh, to be starting this program. And if anyone has any questions, you know, feel free to send me a message and just say, hey, uh, tell me more about this coaching. That's totally fine. And I really hope you're enjoying these podcasts. And if there's any subject or topic that you want me to talk about, again, just uh, put in the comments um, or you can just send me a message. I'm really, really accessible. And I'd love to hear what we can chat about and what would help you guys move through stuff. And that is what I have to say to you today. And like I say, I like to keep them short and sweet to the point. I know everybody's really rushed for time and I, I truly appreciate you listening to what I have to say, how I feel. And I appreciate everybody and let's make some room and create some room for that abundance in our life. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's podcast. I really appreciate your time and being part of our movement where we are looking to change our lives so we can lead a more simple life, reconnect with our friends, family, and of course ourselves. If you need or want to have more support from like-minded folks and myself, head to our free private Facebook group, Who Loves to Organize? This is a safe place to share your thoughts, struggles with getting back to basics, whether that be resistance from family members or just needing to know where to begin. Louise Hopkins signing up for today and can't wait to share more thoughts, ideas and strategies on how to reclaim your space.